0: Welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast, where we chat with women who love, work, and challenge the game of golf every day. I'm your host, Abby Liebenthal. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, everyone. We're back with another edition of Ladies of Golf, where we introduce you to women thriving in the golf industry. Uh, today, I am honored to introduce you to Ashley McLaughlin, Vice President of Marketing and Communications for Youth on Course. Thanks for joining us, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Good to meet you finally. I know. This has this <laughs> been one of my favorite parts of doing these is finally <laughs> putting faces with names. So mm-hmm. um, I think I understand that you graduated from Florida
1: State University. Did you play college golf there? I did, yeah. How was that experience? it was awesome. It was, um, so when I was in high school kind of touring schools with my dad traveling around the country, I was like adamant about going out of state and being Mm. as far away from home as possible. (laughs) Yeah. So we went all over the country. My poor dad, um, and eventually one of the last schools that I visited was, was FSU, which, you know, was a four hour drive. So it's not like it was convenient for my parents to get to and from, but, um, when I got on campus and I met the coach of the women's golf team, I like, that was it. That was the decision for me to go to, to go to FSU and I had a great experience while I was there.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, and how did you then, I mean, obviously you knew about the LPGA then, but how did you kind of end up there
1: instead of perhaps going professional yourself? Oh gosh, well, I, um, while I played golf in high school and college um, and love the game, I think I gave professional like competition thought like my senior year of high school, or excuse okay. me, of, of college for a solid 24 hours before I decided that was definitely not for me. Okay. <laughs> well, I could play and compete. Um, I, I enjoy leisure golf, I enjoy, you know, playing for fun. And, um, You know, what led me to the LPGA, just like that, like rush decision of whether or not I should play um, competitively for a career was having to like, wow, enter the real world and get a real job. So I figured I should probably try to figure out what it is that I really love to do, what I really want to do um, long term um, so marketing was all, always my passion. Working in business was always my passion. Um, golf actually never came into my mind at all outside of maybe playing professionally. I had no idea what types of careers really existed in the golf industry. And so I pursued other sports marketing, you know, NBA, I was looking at a lot of NBA teams, mm. my senior year of, of college. And a friend of mine, um, mentioned the PGA tourist diversity internship program to me. Okay. And then of a light bulb went off I thought, oh duh. like I could I could work in golf that would be really cool and so um, there just so happened to be one of the recruiters who's the head of the internship program um, who was at the career fair at FAMU which is the um, HBCU which is down the street from FSU okay. I obviously go to, go to FAMU but I figured out a way to sneak into the career fair <laughs> and get yes. in front of the recruiter that recruiter there um, and introduced myself and, and then eventually was able to participate in the internship program and um, that's what I really discovered like golf the golf industry was was definitely where I wanted to put you know place my career. Um, I, I worked that summer at the first tee um, okay. so I was surrounded by people who were really passionate about growing the game and junior golf and were also you know incredibly talented. That was a very diverse um, workforce there as well. Okay. And while I was there, there was an opening at the LPGA um, within the LPGA at the time, teaching club professionals. I applied for that position and uh, the rest is, is history as they say.
0: Yeah, but you've kind of um, been involved in a, a few different departments at the LPGA, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I started with the LPGA professionals. So those are the um, teachers, the club pros, the coaches who work in the game, and um, did a little bit of member services, a lot of tournament organizing. So as a tournament director for a number of years, did mm. some marketing and member programs while I was there and then shifted over to the LPGA Foundation. So I worked with um, the scholarship program, but mostly my emphasis was on LPGA, USGA, Girls Golf. So I worked closely there with programming and um, helped take them through a rebrand. And then then shifted over to um, leading the LPGA Women's Network, which is the digital platform. Um, that I helped uh, help to launch. So yeah, I've kind of bounced around in every department outside of really the LPGA tour, which is really interesting, but it's been um, really neat to kind of grow a lot of the grassroots efforts that are helping to grow, grow at the game.
0: For sure. I mean, I feel like you've seen, been able to see like, you know, everything from instructors to junior female golfers. Mm -hmm. What's like a common thread that you see about like, their personalities or their influence on the game, or what was something like you just really enjoyed about working with
1: female golf? I would say, um, for sure, their their passion. Um, and I, I got that just immediately with working with, you know, the LPG professionals from day one. Mm-hmm. Those are the women who are superbly passionate about their role in influencing um, other people's lives through the game of golf and that Mm -hmm. is very much true throughout every bit of the organization that i had a a chance to touch you know everybody seems to be working towards a common goal which is really interesting to me they um, from our players to our professionals um, and everybody involved in, in girls golf and i would say that a lot of the success of the LPGA girls golf program and the growth of that program is a direct result of, of that passion from the teachers who are in the game administering the program to the players who also feel ownership of girls golf and want to be role models and want to be engaged with the young women in that program. Um, They all also had a a significant hand in helping us to launch the LPGA women's network. So from, you know, Mm. young women who are first touching the club to, other women who want to play the game but are not sure how to navigate their way in, everybody, you know, across the board has taken a large bit of ownership in, in owning that and helping to really craft what that those spaces look like. So that's been something really unique um, about being inside the doors of the LPGA for sure.
0: Yeah. I realize I never really asked you like how did you get into the game?
1: Um, Kind of by kind of by accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I didn't necessarily have a traditional route into golf. My introduction to golf started I was 10. Mm -hmm. Um, We had family friends whose daughters were involved in a junior golf program here in Orlando called the Orlando Minority Youth Golf Association, which is a junior golf program that's been around for um, almost 30 years. It's been around since before the like the first tee and a lot of other organizations. Um, with the intention of bringing, you know, Black and Brown kids into the game and really outreaching to the inner inner city. And so, um, I, we were at like an Easter party or something like that. And my parents asked us, my sister and I if we wanted to play golf, and we assumed they meant putt putt. And so we're like, yeah, sure. You know, that sounds fun. And uh, we showed up, and it was real golf. It was like real <laughs> clubs, real grass. That's um, <laughs> legitimate. But, um, the, uh, the, the founder of that program, his name is Dr. Dorsey. Everybody calls him Doc. He was just so, um, he's just like an angel person. He was just welcoming, jolly, just so friendly. All of the kids that we met there made it a really fun time. And so we stuck with it. And that's just where we found our little, little slice of community. And kind of, I just grew up in, in that program. And that's what helped get me, you know, essentially into playing college golf. I, I had no, wow professional lessons. It was just all my GA coaches helping me, helping me along. So I definitely owe them all that, all the credit there.
0: That's amazing. I don't, do you know of any other, um, you know, cities or regions that have similar minority development programs?
1: Yeah, there are a few. I know there's um, one in Ohio, there's one in Atlanta, there's a couple of organizations that have been around for a while. That that reach and outreach directly to uh, minority minority youth.
0: Nice, nice. I'll have yeah, look. Yeah. Um, but speaking of which, you know, a few weeks ago we spoke with Tari Cash, who is the mm-hmm. City Swing. It's an indoor simulator um, in Washington D.C. And the reason she she started it was to you know bring um, a more diverse um, group to golf and and make it more approachable to people. Mm-hmm. Backgrounds and ages and races and genders. So, um, you know, I I did want to address race just because it has a, you know a bit of a strained relationship with golf. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind, just like I mean, you did kind of just speak to your background with with being um, a minority and in golf. But um, you know, in what ways do you feel like race and ethnicity has kind of impacted you? Whether it was perf- um, personally learning the game and then playing college golf and then also professionally, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I, so. I've always considered golf to be kind of the the, the final frontier, so to speak, when it comes cool. to um, you know racial diversity, social equity. You know, it's de- it's it's a space that has traditionally been exclusively for white men, um, mm-hmm. and still there's a lot of a kind of residue that exists in that regard, and so. Um, You know, a lot of the work that I've been fortunate enough to do has been focused on minority groups, whether it is um, through the Girls Golf Program, whether it's through the LPGA Women's Network, it's been, and and even my work now today through the um, Youth on Course Organization, you know, I'm really blessed and fortunate to be able to put my focus in helping to do whatever I can to help make this a more welcoming space for everybody, um, I think golf naturally lends itself to being a space where you can get out and tee it up with anybody and you're playing the same game, the same course, and you're recognizing what it is that you have in common versus what, what it is that that's different about you. Um, but golf certainly has come a long way, you know, from being a, a, a junior golfer and, you know, being a member of the OMYGA, you know, being on a bus full of black kids being dropped off at a golf course and not always being met with um, welcoming open arms to now being a a black woman who's working in golf and entering spaces where um, even in my earlier years, uh, you know, I wasn't the intern. I was the boss in a lot of situations. And so coming into a space where people are not used to seeing that, (laughs) uh, it was definitely different in in some, um, some scenarios. So You know, I think that from my experience being, you know, 10 to now, um, things have evolved in a positive way, but there's still a lot of work left to do. And there's so much intimidation to the game of golf. There's so much of, um, you know, I think probably not just in golf and in a lot of industries, one of the bigger challenges that, that we have is not just attracting people to this game. It is also a tolerance thing. So it is making other people who have a bit more of a traditional mindset and a limited um, experience and perspective, meeting and dealing with people from other backgrounds, you know, helping them understand the importance of being open uh, to other people and other ways of thought. Um, you know, I think that uh, there's just so much to, to be done in golf. It's sometimes a little bit overwhelming to understand where where to begin, but a lot of that. In my belief is with is with young people. Um, you know, they are uh, certainly going to be the the catalyst that helps to to move things in the forward in a forward direction in the future. Um, which is why I'm really proud to to be able to put more of my my work in that that space now.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, I work at the USGA, and. Um, I'm that they've done some like internal podcasts with employees of different backgrounds and different races. Mm -hmm. One of the topics that they talked about was like, not necessarily like what can you do to, you know, improve the way that people interact with one another, but it was just like, how can you be more cognizant of what's going on around you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the women said, you know, It's sometimes just like the the tone of voice that you use and um, like the questions that are asked, or just like an element of surprise. You know, she said that, um, you know, after she did a presentation once. Um, one of like the executives in the room was like, she did a really good job. And she was like, well, that was a little like condescending. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you have said that if like a white male just, uh-huh. yes, it? like, yes. why are you acting so surprised? Yes. And I think it's the same, it, you know, it can, ex, you know, it can go that can happen professionally, but that can also be mm-hmm. on the golf course. Like uh-huh. you, should, you should be welcoming, you should be open-minded and bringing more people into the game, but then also just like treat them as if, you know, if
1: are any other golfer that you would play with. Yeah. Yeah. And genuinely, you know, for some people they are surprised because yeah. they have not seen that before. And that is, you know, part of the the black experience in working in any any corporation. I know for sure for me anytime I, I do any public speaking at least one person walks up to me and says you are so articulate you know and it's like I know, you know, that's why I have this position. <laughs> that's my True. job. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I often find myself, because I come from a family of strong presenters, and, mm. you know, we often, like, after somebody has something that they're presenting, we ask, well, how did it go? And we're generally saying, you know, oh, I think people have got it, you know, they understood what what I was saying, but we'll ask each other, but were you articulate?" Is the real question? Were you articulate? Uh, and yes, the answer the answer is yes. But it is it is certainly you know I know it's not meant to offend, but a lot of it is ex- it, it, an issue of exposure, you know, and, and feeling like um, you know, for me or anybody else of my complexion to have risen to this level, we must be just outstanding, you know. It's just you know we have really fought the good fight to make it there, but. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a perception um, challenge for a lot of people, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a really it's a very good point. But I do want to talk about youth on course because I think it's you know it's your new role, your new um, place of employment, and you know I've heard a lot about youth on course. You guys have a lot of like very strong supporters in the golf industry. People are really proud of what youth on course is doing. Do you mind just sharing? Because I'm not sure
1: what, if everyone knows what youth yeah. is yeah for sure so um one of the things that I uh, love and really admire about youth on course beyond being a really small group is um, just this simplistic approach that they're we're using to solve a huge problem for young people um, in golf, and the premise of Youth On Course is it's a, a national initiative, a national organization um, that subsidizes the cost of golf for young people who are members. So rather than going to golf course and having to, you know, to pay uh, 20, 30, 40 plus dollars every time you know, they wanna tee it up, Youth On Course helps subsidize that cost in partnership with a lot of uh, state golf associations to keep the price to $5 or less. So you can be a member in um, Florida here or Maine. Um, You can go to a nice golf course. You have an option to play a lot of Youth On Course golf courses in your area. Um, And you can play more golf because It's more affordable for you, and that has Mm. been traditionally a huge barrier um, for families and young people who want to play the game. Uh, There are a number of really awesome junior golf programs to do a great job of getting hand in in young people's uh, a club in young people's hand, teaching the fundamentals of the game. Um, But where Youth on Course was founded was because they realized, wow, there's thousands of kids that are know how to play but they're not playing golf because they simply cannot afford it. And so mm-hmm. it just gives young people uh, more access to golf, golf courses. Um, it makes golf even a possibility. We hear that from a lot of families mm-hmm. that golf as, a, as an activity for their kids would not be possible if it weren't for um, youth on course. And from that additional opportunity to play, we all know that golf is an incredible teacher like the golf course especially is an incredible teacher Um, they're using their memberships to be able to get ready for college for college essentially playing different types of courses they're using it right now especially to to de-stress we're hearing a lot from a lot from our members that um, everything that's kind of happening in the world the golf course is one of the few safe activities that they can do at a, at a social distance. Um, And it's also providing them a little bit of, of normalcy, so to speak. So um, it's just, it's really, it's a really awesome um, program and, and does a lot to make golf affordable, but, You know, in addition to that, I have to mention that there's also other programs that Youth On Course offers. One is a caddy program. One is an internship program as well. Where the same thing to get kids in front of golfers, in front of um, mentors that can help potentially influence their career and get them considering um, working in the golf industry. Um, You know, we help subsidize their salaries so that a golf course doesn't have to choose between um, not bringing a young person in will help make that opportunity opportunity possible um through that as well.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I love that you're just you're just trying to open doors
1: for people to be explicitly. Yeah, that's exactly what it's about.
0: Um, I read the article that you were featured in in golf.com uh, specifically about youth on course mm-hmm. um, and just like the the massive growth you guys have had during COVID.
1: Um, can you just speak to that a little bit? Yeah, it's been um it's been incredible like I mentioned to hear from kids and and families, you know, how much deeper their appreciation for golf is right now. Um, It's giving them an opportunity to experience a lot of things that they, you know, in their normal lives aren't able to because they're quarantining, right? So getting outside, getting exercise, being able to socialize with friends, you know, in a normal sense, has been kind of taken away from them, but they're able to do that on the golf course, and we're seeing mm-hmm. that in the number of um, rounds of golf that are being played by youth and course members across the that's universally across the country, um, and also in some really interesting markets. So, Minnesota has been one of the the states where. Uh, like youth on course membership has grown to about 10,000 and the number of rounds being played has grown. Uh, it's increased by almost 400%. I think it's like 383 um, oh right now. So kids are, are signing up because, you know, not only is golf one of the few activities that they can do safely right now, um, but also from a financial standpoint, a lot of families are, are pinched right now. Right. So being able to to play and play an affordable Mm-hmm. way has become even more valuable for people um, and um, it's just really nice to, to have that the purpose of what it is that we do kind of reinforced at, at this time and um, also to be helping people is is really nice as well.
0: Yeah my hope is like that this sticks um, you know I hope mm-hmm. once kids can go back to playing other sports and doing yeah things that
1: like they still have that golf Uh, bug in that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I personally, in like an altruistic way, I feel like just based on some of the things that we're, we're hearing, I think it will. I think the, the love for golf is just a little bit deeper now than it was maybe, maybe before. And while, you know, like most of us, when things settle down and we're able to, to, to normalize a little bit, we're gonna to wanna to do everything, <laughs> like any and yeah. everything we're gonna to want to do. But the beauty of golf is that it's a game for life, right? And you can always return to it. So, you know, I have a I have a strong feeling that um, you know, what may have been a uh, recreational activity is just gonna be something that's that our members have a much deeper passion and appreciation for in, in the long term too.
0: Yeah. Speaking of playing, do you still play pretty leisurely often?
1: very leisurely, not very (laughs) often. Um, I was committed like once COVID hit, I actually played um, with some friends not long ago and was like, oh man, this is, this is so nice just to be out of the house, outside. I miss golf. I love golf, but I have a four-year-old, so he keeps me very busy, so I don't get to play as much as I would like to, Uh, but very soon he will be playing, playing with yeah, We'll be teeing it up together uh, here pretty soon.
0: Oh, that's exciting! I didn't realize you had a little. Smile. Yeah,
1: that's so fun. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I love. I so I volunteer at girls' golf, and I. Oh. Uh, yes. It is. is so
1: it's fun. so much fun.
0: They. I mean, certainly they like run around and do cartwheels, but like. Yeah. As they should. Yes, and just like enjoy themselves. Um. Mm-hmm. But it is like very fun to see them like just play golf, have golf. have yes. And like it's very
1: entertaining. Pure joy. (laughs) Pure joy. I love I love all things junior golf for sure. And and girls golf has a very special place in my heart.
0: Oh. Um, so do you have like any a group of women that you can play with or do you, you know, do you have friends to play
1: with? I do, yeah. It's funny because I have like my friends from the NYGA who I grew up playing with who, you know, we all still play golf um today. I have more more friends that I grew up with who knew that I play golf when I was younger, I would invite them to play. They were not interested. Now they are. So that's also fun bringing my friends out to the golf course for their first time and also seeing them have fun and like be successful. And um, that's, uh, that's very satisfying, very satisfying to me. Yeah. And also part of why I think it, you know it's just so important I love what you're doing with for the ladies I think it's so important to create that space that community for young women to learn together side by side because um, it is intimidating if you're going to a golf course for the first time and it's so important to have somebody there you know as part of the mission of, of invite her was to have somebody there to help guide and coach you and make you feel make you feel comfortable and and help you fall in love with fall in love with golf so so yeah I have my little, my little pods of friends that I get to play with, um, here in Orlando for short.
0: And hopefully soon I'll be able to host a for the Yeah. Ladies
1: yes. In yes, Orlando. yes. Yeah. Am, I'm in for that one.
0: Once it's okay. I've, w- I've been like talking with people who like really want to start hosting events in the fall. And it's, I think the toughest thing with for the ladies is we, you know, not everybody shows up with golf clubs. So, mm-hmm. you're so you're just trying to like figure all that out has been such an interesting thing. It's tough for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But my last question that I ask everybody is, you know, what advice do you have for women who want
1: to try the game maybe, um, later in their life? Yeah, I think, um, for sure, bring a friend, um, uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, remember that everybody, cause golf is, golf is fun it is also maddening and you could be stellar one day and then just have like a breakdown on the course the next. But golf is one of the few sports that will teach you so much about life and you really have to approach it that way. You are always going to be a work in progress. Um, The game is meant to be fun. It is a game. Um, And so be easy on yourself, bring a friend, be intentionable and intentional about going out there to have, um, a good time. And that's exactly what, what will happen.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Ashley. It was nice to, thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to see you. (laughs) Yes, I know. It's been a long time coming, so I'm glad we made it. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at ForTheLadies.net and on Instagram at ForTheLadies. That's F-O-R-E.